It's time to get back to the religion of Jesus, the original Christianity of Christ. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 147. Today's topic, keep following Christ even when your church doesn't. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful, as always, that you've tuned in to listen today. This week, we're talking about why it's important to keep following Christ even when your church doesn't. Recently, I've met several people who have left their churches because their pastor, the leadership team, or the church as a whole was not really following Jesus or obeying his teachings. That can be a pretty hard decision to make, to leave your church. I know because that's exactly what I did way back in high school. And I'll share that story in a few minutes. But compared to some of the people I've talked to recently, my experience was not really so bad. I was just looking for ways of following Jesus my church wasn't really willing to wrap their heads around. But I know folks who've been abused emotionally, spiritually, theologically, and sometimes even physically in their churches. One or more of their church leaders and sometimes the whole culture and the resulting politics at church have been so far away from Jesus' way of thinking and living that my friends had to leave. Their motives were misunderstood. They were accused of things they didn't do or say. Friends betrayed them and often ended up refusing to ever talk to them again. My heart really goes out to these folks. And there are thousands upon thousands who have left their churches or are thinking about it. It kind of reminds me of the verse from Joel, chapter 3, verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Fortunately, more and more people are making the decision to follow Christ rather than cling to an institution which has deviated from the teachings of Christ. So, I'm curious, what would you do if your church is not really following Jesus anymore? What would you do if you realized that the Jesus you were following is not the same Jesus that is actually in the Bible, but is a Jesus created by man-made opinions over the centuries? Have you ever had a crisis in your faith and wondered if you even believed in God or Jesus anymore? And have you ever openly admitted these things to yourself or anyone else? 
If you keep up with what's going on in the Christian church as a whole, you may have noticed over the last several years there's a spirit of growing discontent with things going on in various churches. Membership is declining for many denominations, even those who thought they would be immune to such things because they thought they were the one true version of Christianity. Among the thousands of people leaving their churches are former pastors as well. The more they studied the life of Jesus, the more they realized that what they were preaching was incongruent with what Jesus taught. They quit preaching what they saw to be a toxic theology, and they left their churches. This amazes me. That takes a lot of courage. It's not always easy to admit you're wrong. If you've been listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast for a while, you may have heard me interview a couple of former pastors who left their churches because what the church believed in what they had been preaching was not in alignment with Jesus. I'll have links to those two episodes in the show notes. First is episode 76, Keith Giles and the Atonement of Christ, and episode 120, Jason Elam, You Are Loved and Accepted by God. I have immense respect for the courage both these men expressed in publicly rejecting the faith they at one point held so dear. Why? Because they are being honest with themselves. They're looking at what is being passed off as Christianity and realizing there's something hopelessly missing from it compared to what Jesus actually said and how he expected his followers to live. And by the way, leaving their old churches and their old doctrines behind did not cause them to abandon Jesus. They love him more now than they ever did before. I loved talking to these two men and hearing the story of how they became disillusioned with the approach to Jesus and Christianity they had been so much a part of. And for that matter, if you or anyone you know has been disillusioned by some version of Christianity, I'd love to talk to you and hear your story. If that describes you at all, I encourage you to take a completely fresh approach to search for the real Jesus. In the scriptures, all of us actually need to leave behind any version of Christianity that does not perfectly embrace what Jesus said and did. Sometimes you may need to leave your church to do that. Sometimes you don't. The problem with many versions of Christianity today is that people just accept what someone else says about Jesus or take things in the Bible out of context or only focus on a few scripture references to support their theories. We let others tell us what we're supposed to believe, because if we don't accept what they say, they say we're going to hell. When was the last time you read through all four Gospels for yourself? I know that's a lot of reading. Think about doing this with the idea of figuring out what is said about Jesus who he is, how he lived, and how he expected us to live. A couple of years ago, I read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in one fell swoop, and it took me two or three days. It was incredibly enlightening. Now, you may not have just read through all four Gospels, but at least for the sake of this discussion, let's say you just read through these four books in the Bible. 
you noticed everything Jesus says about himself and his relationship with God. And you take note of everything he said we should do and how we should think and pray, individually and collectively. And you'll quickly discover this is not a short list. For example, how did Jesus look at the crowds of people who followed him around? Matthew tells us, this is Matthew 9, 36, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When he preached to those crowds, he said of everyone present, not just the good people, this is Matthew 5, 13 and 14, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. He saw the worth and value of everyone present. How would the Pharisees of his day and the Pharisees of our day look at that same crowd? They would probably decide most of them were miserable sinners. They saw the crowd so differently than Jesus did. And speaking of sinners, Jesus was merciful to them. He shared a meal with them and expressed love and forgiveness to them. Is your church doing this? Not just preaching about it, but actually encouraging and doing it? As you read for yourself all the stories of how Jesus interacted with people, and don't just listen to the bits and pieces of those stories told by folks at church, you'll get a better picture of how Jesus acted and how he expected us to act. And here's where the light bulbs turn on in your heart and in your mind. You're getting to know the Jesus of Scripture. And you may realize your church might not really be following Jesus as well as it thinks it is. You may not have been following Jesus as well as you could. And maybe the Jesus you thought you believed in doesn't really exist. He's just a caricature created by popular theological sayings. Now, imagine trying to share your discovery with someone at church, and they think you're crazy or have renounced your faith. The fact is, you're probably closer to true faith than ever before. Do we believe in Jesus just because someone at church told us we should? Do we just accept what others, including centuries of church tradition, say it means to be a Christian? Or do we actually go straight to the Bible for guidance and listen for God's voice? Several years ago, I sat next to a man on an airplane who had just read through the whole New Testament for the first time in his life. He had no religious training and no one to coach him on how to interpret what he had read. It was so refreshing to hear how he took the message of Jesus without all the centuries of man-made doctrines and dogmas, theological baggage, and traditions that have crept into the church over the last 2,000 years. We had the most fascinating conversation. I am tired of people defending man-made religion, and they don't even realize they're doing it. It's time to get back to the religion of Jesus, the original Christianity of Christ, That's what the Bible Speaks to You podcast is all about. How do we do that? 
Well, sometimes you have to take a step back and get away from the church or theology you've been involved in. It's hard to be objective when you're in the middle of something. Take a step back and try to get a bigger view of what's going on. Be honest with yourself. Have you ever had those uneasy feelings that something wasn't quite right, but you didn't have the courage to admit it to yourself or anyone else? A lady in one of my Bible studies once told me she grew up in a church where she was not allowed to ask questions because that showed she was doubting the faith. But she did have questions. I've mentioned her before on the podcast. There were things that didn't make sense to her. But the church authorities would not let her ask her questions. It was very discouraging, and it turned her away from that church. I loved her questions, and all of us in that Bible study group were enriched by exploring how to find answers to those questions. It is so important to ask questions, hard questions, questions you may be embarrassed to ask. Ask them anyway. If not at church, then find a friend. Go to another church and ask them. Or just be quiet and ponder things in your own heart. One of the best ways I've found to get answers to deep spiritual questions is to write them down in a journal, as if I were asking a friend or as if I was writing a letter to God himself. It's amazing how the answers sometimes almost fly out of my pen as I write. As for myself, there were times when I just couldn't swallow what the church I grew up in was teaching. It was a mainline Protestant church. The people were wonderful. They were very sincere Christians, and I loved the ministers there. But I had problems with the traditionalized Christian doctrine they taught. It just didn't go along with what I was discovering in the Bible itself. It seemed like they were defending certain theologians' opinions about Jesus instead of Jesus himself. Eventually, I ended up leaving that church and joining the Christian Science Church. One of the things I like about the Christian Science Church is that I was allowed to ask questions and wasn't expected to believe anything unless I could put it into practice for myself. In other words, you can't just go around quoting Jesus Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, that's Luke 6, 27. If you're not actually loving them, you can't sincerely pray the line from the Lord's Prayer and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that's Matthew 6, 12. If you're not forgiving the folks who have sinned against you, and you can't just parrot the idea that God will heal you or someone else, without the spiritual foundation of experience to back it up. In other words, don't make some big public declaration that you believe a particular teaching or tell others to until you have actually put it into practice in your life. When you have learned to love your enemies, then you can tell someone else to. When you have learned to forgive yourself and others, then you can preach the importance of forgiveness. When you have learned to pray in a way that brings healing to someone's life, then you can assure them that God will heal them. Otherwise, if you're not putting things into practice in your own life, your words are hollow. Jesus never preached anything he hadn't already proved in his own life. We need to get back to this original Christianity of Jesus 
and put his teachings into practice in our daily lives. The more we do this, the more we'll understand our relationship with God. We'll love Jesus more than ever before, and our faith will be based on obedience to Jesus' teachings instead of having a blind faith in what man-made doctrines insist we accept. I don't think God cares what church label you paste on your forehead. He cares what's in your heart. You should be a member of the church, if you're a member of a church at all, that God directs you to. Your theological doctrines don't get you into heaven. God's grace does. All that being said, if you're dissatisfied with your church, your faith, or even have doubts about God and Jesus, I earnestly encourage you to keep up an honest search for truth itself. Don't throw out the spirit of Jesus' Christianity just because the version of Christianity you were brought up in has woefully deviated from following Jesus. This doesn't mean Christ is wrong. It just means that over the centuries, the opinions of men have been plastered onto Christ and we can no longer see him clearly until we get back to the original. If you've been wrestling with some of these issues, have you ever wondered, should I leave my church or stay? Again, this can be a really hard decision to make. It might depend on what kind of church you belong to. Some churches are more democratic than others. Some are downright dictatorial. I saw a YouTube video not too long ago of a pastor in a small church who allowed no discussion or anyone to question his authority. He claimed he was the only one in the church who could hear God's voice. If you're in a church like that, I say run for the hills. On the other hand, if you're in a church that is open to discussion and is willing to listen, pray about how to bring your concerns to the table with a vision for how the church can follow Christ more closely. This is not always easy, and sometimes you'll be misunderstood. One time, the board of my church asked all church members to share ideas about how we could move forward together as a church. I wrote a three-page letter sharing heartfelt ideas and a vision for how I thought we could do a better job of following Christ. In reply, I received a curt letter from the board accusing me of being critical of what they were doing and had or hadn't done in the past. I was pretty upset. I had simply responded to the request for ideas. But in this particular case, God told me to stay put and be patient. I didn't try to explain or justify myself. I realized that I needed to take my case directly to God. A friend suggested I rewrite my letter as if I were sending it to God. What a wonderful freedom followed. I realized I was looking for human approval for my ideas. As I rewrote the same letter as if I would send it to God, I felt a sense of peace. God's still small voice said to me, You don't need to tell me all this. I know what's in your heart. I put it there. I felt heard and understood by God. What a feeling. Interestingly enough, within a few months at a membership meeting, I was able to share the same ideas with the whole church I had shared with the board in the original letter. But this time, I didn't feel so desperate to be heard. Apparently, I didn't come off sounding critical, and the board appreciated my remarks 
and appointed me to head up a vision and goals committee for the church. Would I have left that church if things had gone differently? I really don't know, but I might have. But hopefully it would not be just because I didn't get what I wanted. I might be the one who needs to follow Christ more closely instead of just noticing how others are not. And by the way, you can't ignore your own lack of following Jesus, blame it on your church, and then run off to another church and expect things to be much different. Whenever I hear of someone questioning their faith because of the way others demand it be practiced or because of theological issues, it really tugs at my heart. I can relate to the struggle. Have you ever had doubts about your faith? Have you ever realized you were on a man-made path instead of a God-made one? I'd love to hear your story, where you are in the process, and any answers you've found along the way. Re-examining your faith can be a scary and uncomfortable process, but you're not alone in this journey. More people than you can possibly imagine are on the same path, and each may feel like they're the only one with any doubts or questions. There's no formula of what to do when you find yourself in this position or when your church isn't following Christ, but here are a few ideas just to get you started in this process. And I've already talked about these a little bit. Go back to the four Gospels. Take each idea and put it into practice in your daily life. That's one of the best ways to get to know Jesus and to see if he knew what he was talking about. Don't be afraid to visit other churches and listen to people with different ideas. Ask questions, lots of questions, and write them in a journal. Talk to a friend. Or you never know, God may put you together with a stranger in the checkout line at the grocery store. Let God guide you. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, please reach out and contact me. I mean that very sincerely. I would love to talk to you. Jesus said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. The implication here is that we will follow Jesus' teachings because we love him. If a church is not following Jesus, basically it means they really don't love him, even if they claim to. Is that a church you want to be part of? You can either stay in that church and try to help change the culture, and if that's not possible, you might want to find another church. Or just go out in nature and appreciate the beauty and have a quiet conversation with God. Now, you may not be wrestling with some of the issues we've talked about today. You may be delighted with the church you're going to. That's something to really be grateful for and never be taken for granted. But you should know there are a lot of people that are struggling with this stuff. Be aware of that. Someone you know may have some of these issues and you're not even aware of it. Be alert. Be ready to listen to them. Be a shoulder to lean on. Sometimes people just need a listening ear, and it can make all the difference in their lives. If you are struggling with some of the things I mentioned, you are not alone. There's always hope. I want to thank you for tuning in today. This is a little more heavy-duty topic than some weeks, and I really appreciate you listening. 
If you found any of the ideas helpful, let me know. And if you have a friend who might enjoy this episode, please share it with them. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. That way you'll get an email each week when a new episode is released. And of course, you can subscribe on any of the podcast apps, but when you sign up on my website, as a special thank you, I'll send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything in the Bible or faith-related, just go to the website and click on the Contact tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, and I will be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. And, as always, I'll have all the Bible references mentioned in today's episode in the website show notes page. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 147. This is episode 147. And scroll all the way to the bottom. That's it for today. Thanks again for being here and listening. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless.